Hey pals, Tommy here, wanting to talk to you about the updated TommyExperience.com webpage. There you will find the entire Tommy Experience portfolio, including links to all the shows, the Twitter accounts, the blogs, and now poll questions, and the bios of all the Tommy Experience contributors. So, go to TommyExperience.com and check out all the new things and stuff. And now, here's the show. You're listening to the Tommy Experience Podcast. All right. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Tommy Experience. My name is Tommy. Um, Thank you for tuning in. If this is uh, your first time listening, welcome. Thank you for being here. And if this is your 31st time listening, thanks for being here again. This show started last summer in June, and it started off as just Cubs talk, and now we've we've come a long way and we've expanded, uh, which I'll get to here in a second, but I uh, appreciate all of you for listening. Um, if you go to TommyExperience.com, you can find everything about me, about everybody that helps this podcast happen and the Twitter handles and links to the podcast and the blogs from everywhere. So make sure you check that out. Go to TommyExperience.com. Fun show for you today. Big one. Uh, We have a first-time guest, Alex Pat, uh, which I'll get into his bio here in a second. Um, But he is a contributor with me on the Cubby's Crib. That's how we met, and we follow each other on Twitter. And we're big, passionate Chicago sports fans. So same conversation that I've had with a few people in the past. Uh, we're going to have that conversation with him. So we'll get to that in a second. But before we get to that, the Tandem Draft is live. The Tandem Draft is alive. It is a podcast about NASCAR, and it is hosted by myself and my cousin Griffin, uh, who has a bio on the website. The Tandem Draft is going to be a weekly recap and preview of every race in the NASCAR season. So if you're new to NASCAR or you've been a fan of NASCAR, you'll know that this season is pretty cool because it starts with the Clash, the first time they've ever raced anything at LA Coliseum that has four wheels and goes on a track, uh, at least NASCAR-wise. And then that, so that's the start, that's like the preseason, like hoorah. And then you have the Daytona 500, so you have the Clash, and then the Super Bowl, and then the Daytona 500 happens. And then NASCAR has some type of race every weekend uh, until November. So if you're in the NASCAR and you watch football, you're not going to have another Sunday off of nothing to watch for a really long time, like over a year. So this is pretty cool. Uh, So the Tandem Draft, we have an introduction and two tutorial episodes out right now. Um, So like I said, if you're new to NASCAR or you've been a fan of NASCAR um, or you were were a fan of NASCAR and then kind of fell out of it, this is just the most perfect time to either get into it or get back into it. So many changes have come to the cars and to the competition and it's, and, and it's just going to be a whole new series, a whole new experience. So the tandem draft will walk you through everything. Go check that out. Make sure you download and like, and subscribe and all those things. Griffin and I have some very exciting things planned for it and we're very excited to be doing it. So the tandem draft, the, the is very important. So the tandem draft, 
Tuesday Takes is still a thing. It happens at 6 p.m. Central Time on the ColorCast app. It's a live show that my friend Jason Porter and I co-host. And we right now we're recapping mostly the football playoffs, but eventually that's going to die and we're going to have to talk about some more things and we're going to need some people to talk with us about those things. So it is a live show that you can request to be on the microphone with us. You can live chat with us. It's a really fun experience. We've had a few people stop in and be a part of it with us and we've had a good time and, uh, and we record the show. So if you miss one live, we we have it out on podcast so you can listen to it. Uh, it's on two. It's called Tuesday Takes. The app that you need is the ColorCast app. So if you download ColorCast, make a free profile, and then type in Tommy Experience, just like the Twitter handle. Make sure you follow that, and you can get alerts of when the show happens. Where, like I said, we're gonna do Tuesday Takes, but then also every now and then I pop in and do like a gambling show and talk with my friends on the ColorCast app. Uh, just to see what we're doing about gambling and stuff. So make sure you check that out. Tuesday Takes on the ColorCast app. That's two of the three shows. Which brings me to this show, The Tommy Experience. This is the show that started everything. This is the show that I had my brain start with, and it has evolved into at least three things now. Uh, We got Tuesday Takes. We got the Tandem Draft. We have blogs on this website. We have blogs on Fansided. So this thing is getting out of control, a good out of control. But with all the expansions and the things changing, the Tommy experience is now going to be every other week. So uh, we're we're still going to have conversations like the one I'm going to have today. There's going to be the occasional sports show. There's going to be fun stuff. Maybe we'll do some drafts like we did that one time. We'll have some fun guests and fun debates. But this show is going to be every other Thursday starting today. So there won't be a new one next week, but there will be a new one the following week. Just because we're going to have... We're going to have content every single week between the Tandem Draft and Tuesday Takes that there's going to be so much to take in already. I'm excited about this. It's going to be good. It's going to be able, it's going to give me an opportunity to put out a better show every other week than I would with just a little show every week. So I'm excited about that. We're going to keep going with the with the conversations that we're having now. Occasionally, a sports episode will pop up, like the Bears one from last week. If you have not listened to the Bears episode from last week that I recorded, it is a must listen. I went absolutely off on the Chicago Bears and ownership. So you should listen to that. Uh, it It's quite hilarious to listen to. So this show, every other Thursday, starting this Thursday, uh, looking forward to the future there. Three shows, fan-sided blogs, and then hopefully maybe some video content on YouTube coming up. Uh, we've got a couple things in the works, at least Griffin and I do, that we might be able to start soon. We're not sure. Uh, we have some equipment that we need and we need to learn how to do things to stuff. So video content hopefully on the horizon, but we will see. So that's enough about me and my show. Let's get to what this show is about. My pal Alex Pat, that's Alex Pat, P-A-T-T. There are two T's at the end. That's important because I'm going to give you a bunch of information on where to follow him. You can follow him on Twitter at ShyFanPat2. His website with all of his uh, artwork and, and all of his links and everything that you need, AlexanderJPatCreative.com. 
he's a contributor with me on Cubby's Crib. He co-hosts the Bill Swarovski Sports Talk podcast, uh, which is a great show if you're a Chicago sports fan. Uh, you should go and subscribe to that and listen to that as well. Um, all of this information is going to be on TommyExperience.com slash TommyExperience. And that's on that page. You'll be able to see I'm going to have a little blurb with Alex and all of his links and information that you need. Uh, because after this interview, you're going to you're going to want to know about Alex and you're going to know want to know what he's doing. I'm sure he's going to be a frequent guest on here, too. Uh, so really glad that he was able to come on. It's a great interview. So let's get into it. This is Alex Pat. All right. So I'm here with uh a very special guest, Alex Pat. Uh, he's a contributor with me on Cubby's Crib. Uh, so go check out Cubby'sCrib.com. That's where I met Alex. He also co-hosts the Swarski podcast, uh, Chicago Sports, everything. Um, so you can check that out. Alex, thank you so much for being here today. Uh, first question right off the bat, uh, are the Bears going to get it right? Thanks for having me, Tommy. And to answer your question, I'm weary about them getting right. I mean, the thing is, is that you look at the candidates they're interviewing, not only GM, but coaches, and you say, all right, a lot of these make sense, especially GM. And you also got to consider the fact that the coaching list isn't that spectacular, but there's names that definitely can work. You're not getting at least by, unless there's some miracle, you're not looking at a Sean Payton or a Jim Harbaugh. (laughs) I mean, those would be slam dunks, Yeah. but what you look that you have to work with, it's like, all right, I can look at Brian Dayball. I could look at, heck, I can even look at Jim Caldwell or uh, Brian Leftwich, like those guys. But, you know, I have that feeling that they're going to interview Leslie Frazier and Leslie Frazier is going to talk about what him and Richard Dent did the night they won the Super Bowl, and that's going to win them and over, and they're going to force him on the next year. And GM. here's an eight-year contract. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I hear you. Yeah. I, hear you. Oh, yeah. I mean, it, it didn't spark a lot of confidence in me when we heard that press conference last Oh, week. my gosh. That's what – I mean, I was, I was thrilled before the press conference – of like, okay, they did both because there was very it was questionable if they were they they were gonna do both or if they were just gonna do one and which one it was gonna right. be. And then they did both and I was like, Oh man, maybe they mean business. And then the press conference started and it's just been downhill from there ever since, you know? So, so. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you knew the press conference was gonna go south the very second it started, and they said Ted Phillips is on the line. Yeah, Ted Phillips on the line, and now we're going to scold all of you for what some high school kids did at a football game. Oh, <laughs> yeah. My goodness. Anyways, I mean, ugh. yeah, let's let's keep it light. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, good idea. Uh, so reason I had you on, um, first off, I wanted to I wanted to meet you finally. We've been working together for Cubby's Crib for a few months now. Um, but also, so the last few weeks I've been talking to people about like their path basically from the moment of graduating high school to now because everybody's path is different. Uh, I've been following you on Twitter for a while and I noticed that there are some things that have been different for you in the past year or a couple years because of, because of the pandemic and everything. But I really wanted to dive in and get to know you and see what was going on before that. So really, if, if you don't mind, I just want to hear your story basically starting from graduating high school and, and then maybe some questions as we go. Yeah. So, I mean, it's kind of been a roller coaster. Graduated high school in 2012, York Community High School, Elmhurst, Illinois, uh, one of the 
kind of the bigger schools in the area. There's a lot of big schools around here, but, you know, very, very lucky to go to a great school like York. And then I went to Concordia University of Chicago to study broadcast communication. And over those four years, I was heavily involved in the broadcast station there, uh, did multiple radio shows, including the M&P Sports Show. Me and my buddy, Chris Mills, we co-hosted that for four years. Very cool. Um, and then I had other friends kind of help out and contribute to the show as well. And I also did the television station. I did the broadcasting uh, news reports, uh, anchored, and uh, senior year was the student GM of the station. So kind of oversaw everything. So broadcasting was really a focus. Yeah. Then I graduated in 2016. And... It was tough because finding jobs and work in that field was very difficult and just kind of finding my way after graduation. Yeah, it's was super, that's very, a, very I mean, tough. it's one of the super one of the most competitive fields there is. Yeah. Is broadcasting. Oh, yeah. 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 So during my college uh, times, I started marketing myself on Twitter with my original account, ShyFanPat1, an account I had for many, many years. And I'll get to that in a minute, but <laughs> built up a following. Uh, got writing jobs, including Cubby's crib, yep. um, you know, through that. Uh, and so, you know, I was kind of just looking to where I was going over the next year. Um, and then 2018, I got an internship with the Chicago bandits. And for those who don't know, that's the uh, professional softball team here in Rosemont. Right. Yeah. Um, very successful franchise. You know, Jenny Finch was part of that franchise, a very Famous softball player, Olympian. Yeah. Beautiful uh, ballpark you know, too, right there, right yes. next to where the dogs are now. Yeah, it's yeah. it's a nice complex because you have like a you have like a dome there for like indoor stuff, right? Which I saw Anthony Rizzo there once. Not fun fact. Uh, Anthony Rizzo back to Chicago, or was this long ago? Oh, this was during my internship. Oh, okay, so he's still not coming back. <laughs> yes, and this was 2018. Okay, and fun fact, he was there the day after the Bodie Grand Slam. Wow. Well, quick turnaround. Mm -hmm. So I just a tangent here, the night of the Bodie Grand Slam, I was at the Irish Oak across the street from Wrigley and mm -hmm. I had just paid my tab uh, <laughs> and to, to really leave, like uh, two outs in the bottom of the ninth. I went ahead and paid my tab. I was like, I'll stay to the last out. And then all of a sudden the bases are low and then David Bodie does that. And uh, I didn't go home. I went straight to work the next morning from the bar. So wow, <laughs> incredible night. Wow. Yes. It, you know, that night, that moment, I missed it. Yeah. And, and here's what happened. Okay. It was actually the last day of the regular season for the bandits. And okay. most games were at night and you, you worked the game and then you helped clean the stadium up. You know, you're part of that crew. Right. It, it was a game day media internship, but like, you know, it's a small operation. So they had the interns help with the on-field stuff too. And then once you're all done, you go back to like the office and you have your post-game meeting with all the interns sure. and whatnot. And when I was going back to the office, I saw it was three nothing nationals. I'm like, okay, they're probably going to lose this game. We have our meeting. Then I go back across the street or that little roadway there. There's the, uh -huh. uh, the parking garage. Right. right. So I, I'm going back to my car. And I unlocking my car and I hear buzz, buzz on my phone. So I look down and I see Bodie Homer to center. And then I see a final four to three. So I'm like, wait a minute. There's no wait. way. <laughs> yeah. Wait. And then I counted all the guys who scored one, two, three, Bodie homered, Zobris tap and whoever else yeah. is on base scored. Yeah. I'm like, wait a minute. So then I open Twitter 
and I see everyone going crazy. So I quickly get in the car, start the car, turn on the radio. And all I hear is go Cubs go just playing over this loud roar. I'm like, Oh my goodness. I was what a night that was. Yeah. So I wasn't, I wasn't up here for the world series. I was still living in Atlanta at the time, but Mm. as far as atmospheres go like that, Sunday night August game will forever be my favorite Wrigley moment like until I'm there for a World Series because it was electric. Uh the stands were still packed for whatever reason in a three nothing game. And I mean we just we just partied until Monday morning came and it was incredible. I I, I mean how not often to make you, you jealous, right? <laughs> yeah, you don't. A walk off grand slam like that, just incredible it was a fun night. It was an absolutely fun night. Um, yeah, I can only imagine. Yeah. Man, just anyway. being in Wrigleyville. Yeah. Oh man, it was awesome. And being in Wrigley for anything, whatever. Um, for sure. Anyway, sorry for the tangent. Moving on. All right. So internship with the bandits. Um and it, it, so it was just like game game day stuff. Are you doing any of the broadcasting things for this or is it just it was like game day and marketing stuff. Okay. So we'd work there on game days and then we'd be there like in office hours and we kind of came up with like marketing stuff and, you know, just ideas and kind of flexed our creative minds. And we helped with like the ticket office, like taking phone calls for people reserving sure. seats. So you kind of did a little bit of everything. Gotcha. And that was from May to August. So after the regular season ended the night Bodie at the grand slam, uh, we did the uh, championship series, the league championship series, which we hosted at that ballpark. Um, it was technically a neutral site, but the bandits were in the championship oh, series though, though we lost, we got oh. swept by the only team in the league that was better than them, but it was still cool working the championship series. You know, the fans turned out, uh, there was a good showing for each. So, you know, that was cool. Yeah. So then that ended. And then I got my resume noticed by a temp agency and they're like, Hey, if you need a temporary paying job for the next five months, there's this company uh, in travel in hospitality that uh, your job would be aiding the media team in their advertising campaigns. Okay. So I said, okay, I'm going to do that. And I did it and I really, really enjoyed it. And it was also, I I worked that job during the magical 2018 season of the bears. So Uh, uh, that kind of was going on, you know, and then my, uh, my run there, my contract ended in January that year, you know, not soon after, or I should say soon after the infamous game against the Eagles in the playoffs, Uh, but you know, it's a whole other story. Um, So then that ended and my boss there and I, we talked he wanted to bring me on full time and I wanted to be on full time. And they were, you know, the the other people at the company were going to say, okay, well, why don't you apply and we'll try to get things going. And it months went by, things weren't going. So I took another temporary job near me, just helping um, a healthcare management association rebuild their website. And then I finally got in contact back with this company. And then in August of 2019 hired me full time. I was a full time media campaign manager uh, for hotel ads on GDS systems. So basically these are ads that go on, uh, the, the programs that travel agents use to book. So you're marketing to travel agents to try to get the agent to book these hotels. Right. Yeah. That's awesome. Okay. So, so you're, so you're in touch with like the, the, just the travel agencies talking to clients, like trying to get them to go places. And your job is basically to get them to talk about your hotels. Yeah. It's like, you know, you, 
you sell a campaign to a hotel and you create the ads that display and then you, you do everything you can to maximize its revenue, making sure you're getting seen by the right agencies, making sure that um, you know, the right markets are looking at you, you know, you're trying to capture all that business from the yeah. travel agents as you can. And it was a great job. It was a great job. And I'm like, this is going to be my long-term career. So, you know, it wasn't broadcasting, but I'm like, you know what, this is my full career and sports writing and podcasting is my side gig. Sure. I'm good. All is great. Yeah. And then the pandemic happened. Sure. As it does. <laughs> Tra- travel was destroyed. Right. And after many months, unfortunately, company did multiple rounds of layoffs. I was the victim of the second round of layoffs. Yeah. So now it's kind of back to the job hunt. But, you know, to be honest with you, I'm surprised I lasted as long as I did, because if you have any insight whatsoever on the travel industry, you can see just how decimated it was because yeah. of this whole pandemic. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely insane. Um. I I can't imagine your shoes like being in the in the travel travel business and stuff that would just be like okay well now what because nobody's traveling um, right and yeah I mean especially those few uh, weeks when it first started I mean no airlines no hotels were booked at all the, yeah. the occupancy was almost zero but, I mean we got all the data it was it was awful and yeah. You, you know, you just, you sensed more bad things coming as time went on and on. We were kind of hoping when this first happened, okay, it'll be a few weeks, maybe a month or so. Yeah. And let's we'll give it a couple months and then, and then we'll be mm-hmm. back rolling. And, and, uh, obviously it did not do that. <laughs> yeah. And you know, it was during that time when I had that job where I stepped away from Twitter initially because I think it got a little too distracting on my end, especially sure. when I had a new full-time career and, you know, when you deactivate a Twitter, once it's been 30 days, it's you know, gone. it's gone. Yeah. So I had this backup account, ShyFanPat2, which I'm trying to rebuild my following. My my original account, I had a little over 5K in followers, but, you know, now I'm trying to rebuild that a little yeah. bit. So, but luckily I kept most of the connection, the, the notable connections I had in media and whatnot. Yeah. So it won't be as hard the second time around. Yeah, for sure. So uh, are you looking to try to do more stuff like media wise? Like uh, I know you do the, the Shorsky podcast so we can plug that a little bit. Um, but are you, are you trying to do more in that or are you trying to find something to go back into travel or what, what are you thinking? Yeah. You know, I'm kind of looking into like media marketing kind of as a full-time gig. I still like a lot of the sports media as kind of a side gig, but right now I'm just kind of trying to discover, rediscover what I want to do, what yeah. myself is because travel it, it's kind of just now is not the time to get into it yeah. and i'm lucky i had travel when i did and man when times were normal it was the most promising industry you can be in because everyone was traveling all the time right and that didn't stop and yeah. it's like you know you're comfortable with this you know you're going to be secure and, and then the pandemic happened it's just you know kind of topsy-turvy so sure. you know right now it's kind of just rekindling connections with media members and sports and just kind of trying to see what the next step is. And, you know, when you network online, you never know who you meet. Oh, no, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I, I beefed up my LinkedIn account, um, a few months ago and I, and I just found fan sided just off kind of off the wall. And then I was like, Oh, I'll just send something. And I mean, they're always looking for writers. So if, if you're willing to write, I mean, mean, they'll, they'll put you on anywhere, which is awesome. So, 
So I did a couple months with Cubby's crib and then they added me to the, uh, to the, like the main site too. So like I can do NFL now too. So, uh, that's been fun. Um, Mm -hmm. but yeah, I mean, just, just making connections left and right. You never know what will happen for sure. And I love, I love too, that right out of high school, you're like, okay, I'm, I'm broadcasting. Like that's my thing. And that's what you went to school for. And you did that and accomplished it. And then you found a whole new love. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And you know, during this time, uh, you know, two things that I've done pretty much my whole life was like creating things and um, trying to find new ways to express myself, whether it's a digital format or whatnot. And my whole life, I've been a painter. You know, okay. I've been doing landscape paintings and art stuff, very Bob Ross like, so to speak. You know, he sure, likes to paint yeah. the, the mountains, the trees, and I like doing that too. So I've been doing, you know, oil paintings for so many years and I finally sold a ton of them and, you know, it, it made me a little money and it kind of got my name out there a little bit saying, Hey, you know, go to him if you want a painting or a commission. So then I kind of took that a step further. I, I created my own website just as a creative resume. It's not really for selling or anything. It's more of just a creative resume. Right. Absolutely. If anyone's ever interested, alexanderjpatcreative.com, check it out. No. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll make sure we get all the links. I'll put the links on my website too. We'll get, we'll get everything plugged for sure. Um, Love it. But I mean, I, I love the, the path of just winding and like you just find something completely new and now you're back in media. Um, I'm glad you're back on Twitter. Uh, it's good to have you back. I think I was a follower in the first round, just completely distance wise. Um, and then, and then of course we met at Cubby's crib. So now, now mm-hmm. we get to write about the Cubs together, which is always fun. Not so much fun when they're locked out, uh, but yeah. we'll see how that goes. Um, I think the perfect thing to do to, to kind of wind this down a little bit is I would love to hear your story of the world series game seven. Where were you? What were your feelings? Mm. What happened? Give me the whole rundown. All right. This is one of my favorite stories to tell. I, it's one of my favorite stories to hear. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So they win game six, you know, I'm watching in my living room. Yep. And I'm processing it all. I'm like, we're going to a game seven. And at the time I was thinking, they win this, it'll be the greatest victory. If not, we had a heck of a run and we could do it again next year. This team is young. This team is hungry. It's a great attitude. That that was my thought. Yeah. And I gotten texts from several people, uh, people, you know, that night in the morning, you know, are we going to watch it somewhere? Do you want to come over to the city, watch it, go to a bar? But I said, you know what? I'm going to be too much of an emotional wreck. I did the to same be in public. Thing. Did the same thing. You know that, you know that, right? Yeah. You know that feeling. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I was, I was, I felt, I felt just completely paralyzed. Like I could, like, yeah. Uh, yeah. There was, there was talks of getting a TV in the gym at my church and having me sit and then a lot of people behind me watching me watch. I'm like, I can't. I can't do that. I need no. to be on my own. Like I had my family with me and that was it. Yeah. And the idea of me being at my church, watching the game, I think I would uh, use some several undesired words. language several in, a, words. in a holy house. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So probably not the best place for me to watch that either. So I'm like, I'm just, I'm staying home. Um, and 
part of me kind of regrets it because if I would have went to my brother at the time, he lived in Wrigleyville. So I would have been at his house just a few blocks from Wrigley Field. But, you know, I at the time I was fresh out of college. I didn't have a car. I didn't really want to use public transportation to get down there. And I knew it was going to be chaos. And I knew I was going to be an emotional wreck. So I I just selected to stay. And I just remember that that whole day leading up to the game, wet, kind of gloomy, nothing really, you know, out of the ordinary in fall, but that tension just built by the hour and by the hour. You know, my dad called me. He's like, I'm on my way home. I know mom's not making dinner tonight. I'll pick us up some Portillo's. So, okay. Oh, what a perfect game seven meal. Right? Right? So I'm like, all right, get me a, a cheeseburger, everything on it, cheese fries, and a nice root beer. You know, that's a good way to kick I it off. I love it. Yeah. So we're eating. It's right before game time. I finish right as warmups are happening. So I take my computer, I got my Twitter open, and I sit on the couch. And then Fowler hits the leadoff home run. I'm like, oh my God, here we go. It's happening. And then, and then I see people. On the TL, counting down, 27 outs. I'm like, no, nope. don't do that. Nope. Don't do that. No, 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 no. And, you know, it was one-to-one, what, by the fourth inning? Because I know uh, yeah. Hendricks gave up a single, but uh, the tie, but other than that, it was good. Yeah, it was like then, the fourth inning, I think. I should have this. I've watched yeah. this game like four times by now. Yeah, me too. Uh, yeah, I think it was. Yeah, I think it was the fourth inning where things kind of broke open, and and eventually it was a five to one lead. Yep, because you had, you had the double, or oh, the, the really short sack fly. I don't, it was the really short sack oh fly. Oh my gosh, to Chris Davis Bryant. There was two two Chris Bryant plays, two tag ups like that where he scored and and should not have scored. The first, the third on Rizzo's was it Rizzo's double. Or yes, he was on first. Yeah, first to Rizzo third. Rizzo hit into the corner. Yeah, and, and then scored. all of a sudden he's at home. I'm like, that was yeah. supposed to be first to third. And yeah, and then he was home. And then that short sack fly, it was like, that. I mean, that's that's why you were the MVP. Right. It was like 200 feet, and they were able to get that run in. And then you remember, too, the Contreras double off the wall that yeah. Rajay Davis probably should have flagged down. And this is something I say, too. Rajay Davis may have tied that game, but he also gave the Cubs gave two runs back. thanks you're, to his defense. You're absolutely right. Absolutely. You know? Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right. So, uh, yeah, let's let's fast forward a little bit to the Rajay home run. That happens. It goes right off the front of that camera. So, after David Ross hit the home run off Miller, it was 6-3, yes. I was so so nervous. I said, I got to take a walk. So I put Pat Hughes on the radio, like a little old Walkman that I had, that my dad had. And I was just walking around the neighborhood. John Lester comes in, you know, we had that rough inning, but he came in in a dirty inning. He shouldn't have been in. Yeah. That wasn't fair to him. No, but the sixth inning clean, seven inning clean. I'm like, all right, top of the eighth happens, you know, Cubs don't score. It's still six to three. Then we go to the bottom of the eighth, and I say, all right, I'm going to head back home. Six outs to go. And as I'm going back, I'm approaching the door, and Brandon Geyer hits a double, makes it six to four. I'm like, oh, geez. And then as I get in, I go to my room, and before I turn on the TV, I hear my dad downstairs going, well, there goes that. Oh, no. 
yeah, I face planted my face. I was sitting at the de- this desk right here. I just I face planted and just I I thought it was yeah. over. Yeah. Really thought it was over. Yeah, when yeah, they tied it up right there. Araldus has nothing going. Um, no, he then, was throwing like what 97, 98, yeah, which he, for him is slow. Yeah, I mean he was gassed. I mean, he got I mean he was abused that off or that postseason. Oh and no. Then, in games he shouldn't have even been yeah, in. But then to trot him back out there in the ninth, I was like, you oh my gosh. And well, Joe let, Madden let me tell you. Yeah, Joe Madden knew something I didn't know because mm-hmm. holy moly. If you want to know that single angriest moment of that <laughs> night for me. The single angriest. Hayward's at third, one out. Baez bunted foul. Yeah. I nearly threw yeah. my desk chair out the window. Yeah, that was tough. That and was then, tough. if you remember right after that, Fowler hit a ground ball up the middle, which off the bat looked like a go-ahead single up the middle. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, Lindor just cut it off, and it was an easy out. Yeah. There, i like, this is for sure over. We just lost. Yeah. Yeah. So it's funny that you said that you had to go take a walk because I went and took a walk during the rain delay before the 10th mm. inning. That's when I took my walk. I did. So I was still living in Atlanta. So and and I at the beginning of the game, I tossed my phone and the remote to the television into the corner of the room. I was like, nobody go over there because we're not changing the channel and I'm not checking mm-hmm. my phone. So I was walking around and then my mom came out and yelled and was like, Hey, it's coming back on. So I went in and yeah, that was my walk during the, during the rain delay while they were getting there talking to from Jay. Hey, I was, I was collecting my thoughts outside. I'll tell you this. I can remember every single moment of that night, but for me, the rain delay was the one part of that night that was just a blur to me. Yeah. Just a blur. All I know is that I was sitting here in my room, just, I was probably scrolling through my feed. I, I had to turn the TV off. And all I could think was, what if this game gets suspended until tomorrow? And we have to <laughs> sleep on this. I didn't even think about that. That was my fear. I'm oh like, what if, this get, what if this gets delayed until tomorrow? And we have to sleep on thinking that had we not given up that home run, we would have won this and we'd be celebrating right now. Can you imagine? That would have been wild. Absolutely oh. insane. But they end up getting it going, and uh, we score in the top of the ninth. Two outs, bottom of the ninth. Tough play. Bryant, Cubs win the World Series. Off the bat, I thought it was an infield single. And then when he fell. (laughs) When he fell, it was like that ball's going way over, way over. Funny thing, actually. I didn't really notice him slip until I saw the replay. It happened so fast. Oh, yeah, it happened so fast, but that moment, like, it took three minutes for that ball to get out of Brian's hands and into Rizzo's glove for me. Like it was a long second. I just, yeah. And uh, even that slip, even though it sailed a little bit, it wasn't like Rizzo had to really jump or like didn't have to jump at all. Re- yeah. No, I mean he. It was still you know right to him and yeah, just like incredible. It, it didn't look like Michael Martinez was even running that hard out of the box. I noticed that too. He wasn't even. Yeah, he wasn't running. He must have thought that it went right into Chris's glove, but. He had to go a little bit. That was a tough play. It uh, was a tough play. Yeah. So it was. Cubs won the World Series. Uh obviously you're with your family at your house, so so you got to enjoy it with them, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I got to enjoy it with my parents, and then I got to see my brother a few days later. 
I think it was Saturday or Sunday. We went down to Wrigleyville to see my brother and my future sister-in-law. He married her just a few months later. Um, we were at the park and, you know, people were drawing on the walls. Right. Chalk. Yeah. And when you were down there, and again, this is like almost a week after they won, the amount of people that migrated to yeah. Wrigley Field, you would have thought a game was going on that day. How many people were there? Right. Yeah. My aunt and uncle and my cousin, they went and wrote my name on the wall for me. Good. Yeah. Good. So, so that was there nice. wasn't much room by the time we no. got there, but yeah. we squeezed our names in. Yeah, you, you know, had we, to. We, we squeezed it in. So, so. You, so you skipped the parade? I watched it on TV. Yeah. Um, you know, I think I'd be a little claustrophobic yeah, in I get some that. of those crowds. I get that. So uh they won it and then I I mean I barely slept that night, obviously. I didn't. So uh and then I had to work the next day and then I I was I told everybody, I was like, I'm after work, I'm driving straight to Chicago and I'm going to the parade. Well then Wow Well, here's the problem. I hadn't been eating or sleeping the entire month of October because I was so nervous about this that mm-hmm. I just got worse sick I've ever had in my life. I got so sick and I ended up watching it in bed because I was I was so sick. But I had a I did a little champagne celebration with my family came over and I had a little champagne celebration by myself in the backyard Good. on Sunday. So uh but I mean it nothing's going to compare to it until the bears maybe win a super bowl. That's, that's the, yeah. that's the last hump for me on my list. So, uh, I, I don't know what that night's going to be like, but the Cubs winning it all was absolutely incredible. Yeah. And you know, if they ever win again in our lifetime, it's going to be great, but it's never going to be that one. Nope. Never going to be that one. You're absolutely right. Um, well, like if, if any Chicago team in our lifetime, it's never going to be that one. No, no, absolutely not. hundred some odd years. And it better not be a hundred some odd years for the bears. I can tell you that right now. Uh, Virginia I McCaskey's only got a like, few years left. She'll outlive all of us. <laughs> yeah, she will. You're right. Um, Alex, this was great. Thank you so much for the time. Um, I want to make sure that we plug all your, all your socials here. So on Twitter, at shy fan pat that's p-a-t-t the number two uh and then at Mm -hmm. at schwersky sports that's s-w-e-r-s-k-i sports right uh and then what Mm -hmm. was your website one more time alexanderjpatcreative.com all right so we'll make sure that we get that on the website we'll make sure we'll tweet it out when the episode goes out uh, and then we will have to do this again once baseball season gets rolling, do a little Cubs preview or something like that. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, honestly, dude, hit me up anytime you want to like do another show together. I, I thought uh, this was a lot of fun. And uh, I think you and I, we got pretty good uh, radio chemistry here. You know, maybe uh, right. maybe there's a future uh, show for us. You know, yeah. you never know. 670. If you ever need anybody, just let us know, you know. Yeah, really. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Thanks, Alex. I appreciate it. All right, Tommy, thank you. Big thank you to Alex for coming on the show uh, and sharing his story a little bit. Uh, It's crazy to think about uh, the COVID aspect of being a travel agent and and working with travel agencies. I couldn't imagine what that stress was like. 
Uh, but Alex is a great guy with a great heart, and it's always fun to hear another perspective of a Cubs fan's journey through Game 7 of the World Series. So I hope everybody enjoyed that as much as I did. Again, all of Alex's links are on TommyExperience.com slash TommyExperience. You can go on there. You can check Alex out with his web, his website and his Twitter and everything. He's a must-follow on Twitter if you're a Chicago sports fan, I promise you. And listen to the Bill Schwarzky Sports Talk podcast. So that big thing that big the big thanks to Alex. Make sure you are subscribing to the Tandem Draft and join us on the NASCAR train. Tuesday takes. Listen to that every Tuesday. This podcast every other Thursday. We're gonna have great conversations. Uh, really excited about the future. Thank you so much for listening today. Uh, episode 31 in the books. And uh, we will see you in a couple weeks on this podcast for episode 32.